exception. Is being the exception to the rule now used as an excuse to excuse the possibility of being an accessory to toxicity? To be an extraneously extraordinary gentleman in a society of misogynistic, monotonous, and non-monogamous males with no concept of tact or the effect of their words or acts? Or, on the flip side, a virtually virtuous and altruistic feminine organism with no inkling of extra in her walk or bite in her talk? Tell me, are you different because you want to be? Or because you know that different label makes you seem superior to the pygmies, simps, and panderers that are suddenly more deep and less amorous the moment that they're seen by the cameras. Isn't the damage done? The moment that you feel the necessity to implicate and emphasize that you are a step beyond or above the average build abroad or rent a guy, you show that you can't deny that you are different, unique, fearfully and wonderfully made to the exacting specifications by the grand creator, just like everyone else. Welcome, welcome, everybody. This is the Black in a Minute podcast. I am your host, Nero Angelo. And I am the Dark King Poet. That's dark skin with a G on the end. Yes, sir. So if you have had the opportunity of checking out the live stream, you know that we had discussed the topic of, and I quote, because I got it up here, exceptions to the rule and how they apply. I'm mad that I read that and I still got it wrong. But... The point being, the point being, we're talking about exceptions to the rule, air quotes, and how they apply. Um, How do they apply to what, sir? How do they apply to dating relationships and interpersonal dealings amongst men and women? Yes, because we understand that this theme is a very uh, recurring theme going on currently in society amongst men and women. You know, I have bravely, <laughs> oh, I've bravely put myself out there to say that, you know, I, I think the men and women are different. And I think our primary argument stems from that. I don't think men understand women and I don't think women understand men. And that's kind of been the age old question or really the age old concept. Uh, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. Uh, yes. And, and, really, and that's a good book, by the way, that yeah, I, and, I have read. And, and, and what that comes from is that we as men and women have differing <clears throat> have differing and well-defined needs wants interests and aspirations and i'd even go as far as to say you know thought processes that too and and a lot of that is shaped by society a lot of that is shaped how we are shaped by how we're raised who we are nurtured by who we are taught by the whole nine but before we get into that because I am a definition person and I don't like when people use words and don't properly define them. I'm sorry, that's a trigger. That's what really kicks my, uh, you know what? I'm trying to keep it clean today. Look, exception, a person or thing that is excluded from a general statement or does not follow a rule. Hmm. 
is gonna be our basis today. Keep that in mind as we talk about this. Okay, what's your first point, bro? I mean, bro, you know, like I said before, I, I think my greatest point, and until somebody like just changes my mind, which I don't really think that'll happen just because of how, how grandiose I think this basic concept is. Um, I won't, I won't go from this position, but you know, like I said before, I think, I don't think men and women really each other in a general sense because we're speaking in generalities right. no we know we know some people don't like generalizations primarily because they like to think they're the exception to the rule then beyond that if we if we tried to talk about every extraneous variable yes i'm using a psychological term not only will we get tired enough, we will be tired and this stream would never end it'd be incomplete because it would because there's, there's always something there's never something there's never anything that you can fully account for nope no there's no totality in it um and some things are infinite in sense sense so with that right i'm just like you know when i'm hearing all these different arguments these different debacles that happen between men and women whether it's uh interperson you know in person or over the internet you know on social media right i'm always left with i hear good points from both sides i really do but then i'm always also looking at it like man we really can't have some of us can't really have too many of these conversations amongst each other with the opposite sex um just due to due to many things primarily ignorance and um uh what's the word i want to use um belligerence no more like <sighs> define it I want to. I want to say inconsiderate, but that's not. It's that word, but it's not that word. You know what I mean? I. I, I basically just feel like we don't care. We don't care enough to understand we, the, op, the I, other I person. I think. I think what you could say is. Um, Help me to, out. I'm, to I'm a having an issue. You could say narcissism. Right to a degree, you could say narcissism. To another I degree, because it's, it's not that far all the time. Nah. Um, but what it really could be is what we call an egocentric view. Which by that means that you view what is within your own scope versus how the things you do affect others and how those others affect you. You really view just whatever's in your wheelhouse. You know, it comes back to the point I made on the live stream. I was like, um, you know what you want out of a person, mm -hmm. but have you ever thought about what that person that you want wants out of you? And there it is. That, and that's the reason why I say an egocentric uh, view, which that's going to be something we discuss at a later date. Um, one thing I do have to say, because this man made me watch this foolishness. I ain't even going to say the name of the podcast. If y'all, if you know, you know. Um, I watched something that had a panel of men and women of some varying ages. Most of the women were very young, except for only one. There's only one of them that was above the age of 30. Um, the guys present were very young. Um, two of them were the hosts, another one was a guest. Um, but the thing that stuck out to me is one, like I said, the definition of certain terms, cough, cough, toxic, is not being clearly defined. It's not being clearly identified what the word means and is instead being used as an interchangeable term for all sorts of negative things or things that have a negative connotation that's one problem i had 
to um, the concept and the fact that there was a lot of very obvious gaslighting on both sides, but mostly towards the women in the in the in the conversation in in various points when they would make good points. You know, there was a lot of defaulting to name calling. There was a lot of defaulting to um, trying to refute um, their claims, their ideas, things of that nature. And, and these are just things that I don't personally agree with. It's not necessarily because it was a group of women. It's because as an individual, as an individual who has a mind, who has intelligence, who I believe, who personally believes that he has something to say to the world there is something inherently wrong with someone refuting what you believe to be your truth whether you are being honest or not if that is something that you say to believe your truth then so be it that is not something they can necessarily fight against they can try but in but in an actual discussion where the goal should be to learn and understand each other there cannot be no learning and understanding if you are consistently attempting to challenge i won't even say question or ponder when you are actively challenging the validity of every statement that i make every every one of my i statements is being challenged uh whenever it does not fit your narrative but when it does fit your narrative you're willing to gas it up and laugh and you know uh go along with it that shows that shows evidence that either my true opinion doesn't matter so long as it does not align with what you assume that my opinion should be based on my profession based on who I am based on what my phenotype is or it's that because you already have a preconceived notion of what I am who I am what I do you do not wish to face the cognitive dissonance same was plugged that's our first episode that comes with having to agree with somebody's opinion or position based on the fact that it is their position. You don't necessarily have to agree with the position, but you have to agree with the fact that it is theirs to have. I think at that point, though, then, like, you have to actually do the work of, if, if you wish to then debate something, mm -hmm. um, set the stage for that. Because now, what if following conversation, right? Right. What ends up happening is someone admits to being something kind of like what you said, because then at that point, it's like, oh, the assumption is wrong to have and formulate based off of nothing. I agree. Mm -hmm. But then when you're like, OK, some people uh, and see, that's 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 the tricky part of it, because you can do that one minute mm -hmm. and then somebody admit to something the next minute. You're like, yep. I knew I was right about it, right? Right. And that'll happen. And then you're like, then then, then there's a, then you're kind of at this odd particular place where it's almost like, okay, well, you technically didn't prove anything the first time around. Right. Right. You just went off of your assumption and you let that dictate what you thought. Right. But then you went into like the preceding point that you wanted to make and that person proved you right mm -hmm. and you were white to so then reinforce the assumption you may have had earlier even though right. you haven't proved 
that that's what it is. Right. And yeah, we definitely do got to be careful about that. And that's why, you know, like, if you really want to have these types of conversations, not only does it take maturity, mm, the thing about honesty and trust, I'm going to say this. This is another thing I want to get on. Okay, lay it on. You know what kicks my ass? Oh, Lord, here we go. People expecting you to trust them to the degree that they trust you. And this is why I'm going to say this. Oh, I know where this is going. I say this because I think a lot of times people use trust in places where they're really meaning to say or reference hope. Yes. Or or in another sense, reciprocation. Equal reciprocation. Because what ends up happening is, is that you know I trust quite a few people right but when I speak of choice or trust I'm not speaking in totality and I say that to say I don't trust nobody 100% except myself so with everybody that I don't trust 100% like myself Mm. you know what I do what I try to practice having faith right there's another word and hoping mm-hmm. that they are as close to as honest as I am with me. Yeah, it's not an expectation. It's a hope. It's a hope. And it, and, it, and, it, and you know, at the end of the day, it puts the onus back on me. Right. Because I'm not setting. Okay, I have to trust you, and I have to feel that you are no. I hope they're 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 that honest. Right. But in oats, in you know, in in, in honest true mm-hmm. right now i'm reusing my words and talk about what i'm talking about <laughs> i don't know that they're telling the truth no a person can tell you anything right right but in that saying that in what you said right it ain't my place to then be like oh you're lying right especially when i have no proof of that at that point it could be it could be viewed as gaslight. It could be viewed as um, as disrespect. Mm-hmm. And by disrespect, I mean we all had parents that told us. And if you know, you know. If you ever had this happen to you, you can relate. I'm almost have curious. you ever? I'm pretty sure I know what you're about to say. Have you ever accidentally called one of your elders a liar or said they was telling a story? Have you ever had that experience <laughs> with anybody? Older than you. They don't even got to be substantially older. Gee, than you. yes. Absolutely. And, and you know what happens. Are you calling me a lie? I know you ain't calling me a lie. It's a very big form I of disrespect. I didn't say that. No, no. Oh, okay, so I'm telling a story. I, I don't know. Yes. Like, and the more a more and the more a person predicates themselves on being honest, right? the more offensive they take to that. Right. I, I'll even admit, I myself, I, I look, I'll be the first to admit, I don't like people. I don't like people. Assuming or trying to suggest that I'm lying to them. Right. I don't it to me, because I predicate myself on being a pretty blunt, honest person. Right. That it, it stings, that's a blow to you. Especially yeah. because I'm also that same type of person. I like to keep receipts of a lot of different things. Yep. So you're just and I'm waiting ready, for like, an opportunity. Excuse me? Yep. No, I'm not lying. I can prove it to you. I'm right, ready right. to prove it. I am and, ready and, to and, prove it. In a lot of cases, I feel the same way. If it's something that I feel I validly experienced and it is valid to me and I'm speaking on it, then yeah, that's my truth. I don't care how you feel about it. 
Nope. You might feel a way about it now. If you want to say you feel a way about it, then you are entitled to say that because you do. I'm not entitled. I can't. I have no right to tell you you can't have a feeling. However, what I do have a right to tell you is that you're not going to accuse me of something when you have no evidence when you are basically making what we consider to be baseless speculation because basically because baseless speculation holds no weight bruh projecting yes 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 look and before <laughs> yes, we get into bruh. this because i already who we gonna talk like, about just because this. you feel a type of way right doesn't mean that i am i am i am I exercising am that, that yes. and thus that's who i am yes just because you feel that way now now before we get too deep in this because we could get knee deep in this and, I, and look, I'm rolling up my my pants legs now. We ain't gonna keep y'all too much, but they we are skin, gonna we got, they kinda we skinny, are gonna get so in they there. hard to roll up, but they gonna get rolled up so we can tread in this water about this subject, about especially about the subject of projecting, because I have a significant problem with that. We gonna hear a word from our sponsors. All right, everybody, and we're back. Yes, we are. All right, so go ahead and hit them with that 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 definition, bro. All right, so projection or projecting in this sense refers to unconsciously taking unwanted emotions or traits you don't like about yourself and attributing them to someone else that's coming from helpline mm -hmm. and with that being said projecting projection is one of the easiest things to do also one of the most destructive potentially things to do um, I don't want to go too far off a subject, but what I will say is I have a significant problem with projecting because projecting brings forth the implication that you are either unable to unable to solve your current problem or that you are not willing to solve your current problem because it is simply easier to project whatever dark feelings and negativity is inside of you onto someone else. It's easier to make someone else into a pariah or an avatar of sorts for your anger and your frustration. Um, and I think that this happens a lot amongst men and women in interpersonal relationships or when it concerns interpersonal relationships. Because if there's one thing that I've always said, and, and mind you, it's not gonna always be about women, but this is something I do say about women. There's not a lot of things that I say definitively is that women notice and recognize patterns. And when I say patterns, I mean like patterns of behavior. Um, Patterns of speech, patterns of the way they carry themselves. I've heard these conversations. I've been in these conversations. They recognize those things. They hone in on them. Um, with that being said, sometimes you can, because of the society we live in, because of the fact that many of us do experience some level of unfulfillment when it comes to interpersonal relationships with the opposite sex, there are moments where you can be projected upon by someone who is still in hurt and or bitter or just very wary of their surroundings as a result of dealings with a less than ideal individual that is not you okay so with that being said <clears throat> the one big thing that i think we have to stop doing we have to stop introducing incendiary elements into conversations that is supposed to be meaningful and uh, predicated on learning about each other because it literally stifles and stunts the growth of the discussion. Because then what you create is a personal stake 
in saying things that are of or align with your interests as opposed to listening to things with open ears whether or not they do align with your interests or not. You know what I'm saying? Insensitive. Yes. You, be, you become you become uh, insensitive. And it, it, it goes, it takes away from the message because what ends up prevailing or dominating in this sense is the the angst the aggression it's unfortunate because in the reality of that we live in that's how things work yes you know two people can say the same thing with different levels of emotion and they are perceived they are taken in quite differently yes we we know that and that's life that happens on both uh, side uh, ends of the spectrum whether it's a man or a woman uh, regardless of that fact when we say that you know, some of us, some of us are better at sifting through. Others are not. And at the end of the day, that doesn't make any particular person better or worse no. for their ability or inability to do that. But like you said, if we're going to if we're going to have the most thorough and constructive conversation. Sure. Sure. Um, I think there's definitely a case for that. Now, I know myself, I tend to fall on the logic side of things. So for me, I'm less emotionally pulled by things. Mm-hmm. However, I have enough consideration and empathy to then see how someone else could have a different interpretation to that and be respective of that fact. Mm-hmm. Even if the message that I receive from that same source content example might be different. Right. You know, and, and I think that matters because I think that is the core element of understanding differences amongst people. When you truly understand a difference amongst someone, right. Not only that you real not only do you realize that hey, we don't exactly think the same about this. But you're not mad at that person for it. You don't think they should be chastised for it. You're not doing any type of chastising or anything for it. Basically, you agree to disagree. Right. And there's not a lot of that happening anymore. No. Because, And you know, some, like, what we also call it sometimes is also finding the middle ground. Right. That, that That's what we call it sometimes. But it goes even further than that too because sometimes there ain't a middle ground to find because sometimes I'm going to stand on my point and the other next person might stand on their point. But the point is when we're having something that's constructive, we either build to a better understanding, we build to a better relationship, or we build upon things that we didn't know before. We learned something like what you said. And it's too much uh, the other thing. That's why I said what I said before, man. I I just feel like nobody wants to understand anyone. Everybody's just like me, me, me. Right. I, I, I. And, and I, it's just like, yo, like this is so static. Yes. And I know it's I know it's not impossible. And the reason why I say it's not impossible is because we see enough examples of men and women or couples in general, because mm-hmm. not just you know heterosexual couples, right? Where more so for the sake of what we're talking about at least with this with the heterosexual couples they get it 
we see plenty of people who who uh I like to use marriage in this case as the best example mm-hmm. because it's the most tried and true example. It takes a lot of of a person to intertwine with someone to the point that they create a family and they stay together until one of them dies. I think that is one of the greatest showmanships of what it truly is. And I'm not even saying marriage is everything because in a no. general sense, I don't like what marriage is. Marriage is only what you put into it. I don't I don't like the technical and the and the 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 legislative setup of what marriage is, but I understand why it's in place. But with that said, you we can learn a lot from marriages that actually last mm-hmm. um, in terms of dynamics and, and good marriages as well, right? Because someone will probably be like, what is bad marriages? Yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. We understand that. But um, plenty of people are living at least good. Yeah, Folks might right. not be happy because happy is very suggestive. But there's a lot of people doing just fine. Right. Um, one big thing I would say about that is, um, once again, it harps on the concept of the exception, not the rule. It's not that we're telling you that the exception should be completely disavowed or forgotten about. It's quite the opposite. Is that the rule has to be considered for what it is, as a rule. The exception has to be considered whenever it does occur. Because you can't get around either one of them and if you try to get around either one of them you will always end up back at square one you will always end up restarting right remember that neither neither group represents right that's the wrong way to look at it that's the wrong way to look at it the same way general is the generalized group doesn't represent everyone so it isn't totality which should be understood so it should be redundant even hearing it but for the sake of conversation, mm-hmm. even with the exception of the rule, the exception of the rule doesn't make the generalization wrong. Thus, the generalization isn't right since there's an exception to the rule. Mm-hmm. There's a majority and a minority. They will always both exist. Oh, absolutely. Um, and once somebody considers that, uh, there was a line that I said in the song where it said, what if what is greatness if no one says that you're amazing? Mm. And what's amazing if you're never faced with something of lesser something of lesser greatness, power, predominance. There's no greater without lesser. There's just common sense. And 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 really what that really means is if you say that something is greater, that implies that there is something that is deficient. If you say that there is something that is efficient, that implies that there is something that is deficient. If you say that there is something that is complete, then by definition, that means there exists examples of things that are incomplete. So when we freely use terms like toxic and we try to say that one certain group is toxic, what does that imply that implies that the opposite of that group or whatever the opposite or antithesis of that group must not possess toxicity in totality if one side possesses it in totality that means the other side doesn't and that is not true one thing that we need to eliminate is fallacious arguments we need to get rid of that that needs to cease and desist because we are never going to get anywhere 
I know that there are a lot of people, there might even be a lot of women that are gonna hear me, and maybe even a lot of men who are gonna hear me and say, why do you keep talking about this? Why do you keep up bringing up toxicity, blah, blah, blah? Because it is a trigger word. That's what it is, it's a trigger word. Everybody's got a certain trigger word that has happened throughout every civilization, every country, every nation, every time period. Ours just so happens to be toxic. With that being said, um, one of the primary issues I have in discussions, one of the primary issues I have whenever we are discussing the exceptions is that, it's e is that the exceptions to the rule are either given too much power and prominence or too little. The generalization is either not considered at all because it's completely refuted because everybody's like, I'm not like that, I'm not like that, I'm not like that. A perfect example of the concept of overusing the concept of exceptions of or someone erroneously believing themselves to be the exception to the rule all the time is, and I like to use Bible references, don't judge me, I'm a preacher's kid. When Jesus sat down with the 12 disciples, I know everybody's heard this story. He looked at all of them after they didn't broke bread and they didn't talk a little bit. He said, one of you will betray me. Instead of everybody being like, dang, that's a possibility. Instead of everybody being like, yeah, that's possible. I mean, it's 12 of us. It's very easy for one of us to be the one who screws you over. No, everybody's going around the room like, nah, it ain't me, it ain't me. Is it me, is it me, is it me? Like, like I don't know if it's me, is it me? If you don't know, then you know that it's not you. You know what I mean? If, if you don't understand the reason why that is being brought to the table, then automatically you are the exception. The moment that you start asking if you are the exception is the moment that you have the highest probability of not being one. Because it's something that is implied. It's not something that is openly stated. That's why it's an exception. That's why it's an extraneous variable. It exists, but if it is actively acknowledged, it starts leaning more towards the general. See what I'm saying? Bars. And that's just the truth. Um, the simple fact of it is, is that a lot of us have become our own self-fulfilling prophecies because, and I can say this from personal experience because I've done it, because we assume that there is no other possibility than to be the exception. Because we are quote unquote better than whatever's out there. We are quote unquote stronger than whatever's out there. So as a result, you do not fortify yourself. You don't prepare yourself for the things that could potentially knock you off your square. Arrogance will get in your way. Yes. Yeah, I can think of plenty of times where I was just like, oh, this ain't gonna happen to me. And it happened. Pride always comes before the fall. Woo! Ain't and that that's it. the truth. That, that is the absolute truth. I've literally been through that. The moment that I thought, oh, that would never be me. That would never be me. I'm not like that. I'm not like that. Boom, something happens. And I get surprised by the way my reaction is. Um, a similar case in point, when he talks about exceptions to the rule, um, remember what happened to Terry Crews when he was sexually assaulted and he felt violated, but he knew that he couldn't do nothing in that situation because he was in public. It was a public place. That person had a lot of uh, pull and power and he felt helpless. You know what most people said and ironically most dudes said, dog, you should have beat snot out of him. Nah, man, fuck all that. You should have did this. You should have did that. Look, or, be, or, or the one I love, if that was me, Oh, that would have never went down like that. You don't know that. 
The simple short answer is you don't know that because some things are entirely based on the climate of the situation. And spontaneous. I mean, you're you not going to look, 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 plan for stuff like look. That. If all you know is summer weather and you see somebody freezing because they just walked into a into a cold front, you're not gonna look at them and say, "Oh, that would never be me. I would have my rent. I would have my coat on tuck. I would have my coat on tuck." You don't know that because you ain't experienced no cold weather yet. You haven't been through that, so as a result, you cannot quantify that. And 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 I'm gonna say this, and then we'll be done. Um, there are certain things that we should not try to quantify. And one of those things that we should not try to quantify is the concept of exceptions. Because when you try to, because when you take the narrative in the way that everybody takes it, where they say, oh, they ain't me, they ain't me, they can't be me, they can't be me. There's so many can't be me's in the room. that they take over, if they take over over half the space, guess what? You are officially the majority and you are no longer an exception. You are the generalization. You are the rule. You are mm -hmm. the standard. If there's a hundred people in the room and they say, would you do thus and so? And 49 people say yes and 51 people say no. Guess what? You are now the majority. I always like this old phrase that said, yes, you are special, you are unique, and you are beautiful. Just like everybody else. That implies that while there are things that are unique, that things are, are intrinsically different and or good about us, that doesn't necessarily mean that it sets us aside in the same way. It just means that we all have the propensity to be there. But anywho, we not gonna belabor the point. The live stream's up. It has been well documented by my brother here, so if you wanna chime in on a specific situation or listen to a specific uh, conversation, it's bookmarked. Yes, there are timestamps. I got chapters in there for y'all. Bruh, I, I just read them. I'm like, oh. Or just check out the whole thing. Yes, yeah, it it's two hours. It's two hours. So we're not going to go too deep today. But anyway, um, one of the biggest things you can do for us is support the uh, podcast. Add yourself to our YouTube. That way you can be in the discussions and you can talk to us. We have a Facebook group as well. You can, Absolutely. You can also join that as well. And along with that, what you can do is offer us questions. Give us some content to talk about. Something to throw around, something to bounce We love around. suggestions. We appreciate it. No suggestion is too crazy. Nope. Now, we're, we're, too, we're too small to get canceled. Right. So look, it's be, okay. If well, you're going to ask us any of that stuff, you probably want to do it and, now. And beyond that, and beyond that, don't introduce something that you know is automatically incendiary. Don't introduce something that you don't want the answer to. Don't introduce something that you already think that you're so-called above and you're going to have a problem if we tell you that you're not. Based on what you tell us. Based on your metrics. I said what I said. Objects that play up here closer. <laughs> I was thinking about that. I was thinking about the little sticker from the side. Objects appear close. Objects are closer than they appear. Right, there you go. Um, But... Yeah, we're going to go ahead and end off. We want y'all to have a wonderful night, day, uh, afternoon, whenever you whenever are time day it is, listening you to are. this. Um, but yeah, this has been the Black, Black in a Minute podcast. I keep goofing up. Sponsored by Twyman Art. Yes, Check them out. We have the links in the YouTube. Peace out. Power.